In the morning, when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my f***ing ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My f***ing ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them suckers like the f***ing players. The Milwaukee Bucks beat the Miami Heat last night, 120 to 119. Miami had a 13 point lead with five and a half to play. It's an eternity. They had a four point lead with the ball with 20 seconds left. It's not an eternity. A turnover. Milwaukee drilled a three, uh, got a, had then had a jump ball. Milwaukee won the tip and went down, and Drew Holiday made a game winning shot with less than two seconds to go. How? Did the Hall of Fame coach Eric Spolstra let that happen? Y'all have bad nights. Look at Bryce Hamilton last night. We all we all struggle at times. Y'all you have know, bad he nights. still won though. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> good point. <laughs> all right. At some point, you have to put it on the players and not the Hall of Fame coach. Oh, come on! No, at it's some point, all about it's on, the players. At some point, it's all about the players. That's my argument. The reason he won anything is because he had LeBron James. Ah, uh, come on. What's he won since then? He won the the East in the bubble one time. Yes. Yeah, this is the Hall of Fame. Stupid tournament. Stupid in NBA playoffs. Um, do you think the Heat are, like, NBA title good? No, I think... Uh, well, <laughs> Kevin Durant's coming back. Thank God, because now my Nets pick might look a little better. <laughs> um, but I told you last week I was more sliding over to your idea about the Bucks. Yeah. No one talks about them very much. So Kevin Durant returns to the Nets lineup for tonight's game. They're playing Miami. Um, oh, <laughs> it is. Uh, the East is fascinating where we've kind of sort of anointed Philadelphia as the favorites after three games with James Harden or four games, however many it's been with James Harden there, um, which I, it might be fair given that the East doesn't really have a true favorite right now. But here's here's why. I think the Bucks and the Nets might end up being the two best teams in the East when it comes to playoff time anyways. Giannis and Kevin Durant are the two best players in the East, right? Right. Like right. Joel Embiid's right. probably having the best season right. and might win MVP. DeMar DeRozan as well should be uh, mentioned as, uh, in that conversation. But like, if you ask me right now, which players do I want to you know, start a team oh, with or, or who's the best or whatever, Durant and Giannis are, are the top two on yeah. that list in the East. And that's why I sort of default. I think when we get to playoff time, it's going to be those two guys. It's going to be those two teams. And yes, Miami and Chicago are having nice seasons. And yeah, and Philly, I mean, Harden and Embiid are very good too. But I still think it's Bucks and Nets are going to be the best. I still would. And I know he's had these injuries. If I'm starting a team today, I'd still take Kevin Durant. Oh, no doubt about it. Like I take him in a second. Yeah. I, what was it? Oh, it was PTI. Kornheiser and Wilbon were doing John Morant versus the field. Just like if you're starting an NBA team. No. I was like, what? No. It's like it's Kevin Durant. That's again, and I love John Morant. Right. I love watching him, but that's it's again, Kevin it's the overreaction Monday. Yeah. It's the overreaction to everything about John Morant right now. With that question though, was there a stipulation on age? Because isn't Durant in his thirties? No. And then John Morant or uh I mean, Morant, yes. Durant's in his but 30s, they didn't but, but they didn't stipulate it on no, the on the It was on just the, uh, you're building a team, the, who do you want? So right like, you could today. take LeBron for two years if you wanted LeBron. But I mean, yes, if you're thinking about who's gonna be better in 12 years, probably John Morant. Did they both pick John Morant? No, Tony Kornheiser laughed at the question. He was like, we oh. used to get asked this about Tiger Woods, and I don't think John Morant is Tiger Woods. <laughs> no. 
of basketball. <laughs> Kalong told me a couple days ago. I, you got to get rid of this echo. <laughs> can't talk. I'm drunk. Whatever. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers played a significant role in bringing back Tom Clements. That is the quarterback's coach that came out of retirement to join the Packers again. He was the quarterback's coach when Rodgers first entered the league. So we saw Aaron Rodgers. The Packers kind of appease him last season by signing Randall Cobb because he wanted Randall Cobb. Uh, now they appease him by signing Tom just Clements. Gets everything he wants. Did Matt LaFleur even want this to happen? <laughs> like, did the head coach even want this to happen? Because it certainly seems like he's not... He's, you know, the, the story was Aaron wanted this to happen. Right. I'll be honest. I think you're fine. If you're Matt LaFleur, you're like, yeah, whatever. I don't care who my quarterback's coach is as long as Aaron Rodgers Well, as long is as here. he's, yeah, Matt LaFleur's like, as long as I continue to call yeah. plays, who cares who the right. quarterback coach right. is? For, if Aaron Rodgers likes him, cool. You guys can go. Matt LaFleur's going to have a problem time. if he says Clemens is calling the plays. <laughs> then Matt LaFleur's like, all right, I finally have a problem here. <laughs> I mean, at some point you have to draw a line, I would think, but maybe not with this guy. He gets everything he wants. He's about to get fifty million a year. Are we are we more than ninety nine percent Rogers is a Packer? I think we are. Okay. I mean I think I've, he's gonna be the I've, highest paid player. I've assumed that for right. a long time now, right. but I think we've gotten enough details sort of here that it's like He's gonna get fifty million. It would take something pretty drastic at this point. Yeah. Like Matt LaFleur coming out and saying, I really hate Aaron Rodgers. Right. He's really annoying. Like that. Well, might then Rodgers would just go in and say fire him, and they'd fire Matt Lafleur. <laughs> like, I mean, they might do that. then he'd make Tom Clements the head coach, <laughs> and that would be it. Then he'd be fine. I don't care about him. Next question. Mike Trout spoke out or tweeted out about the lockout. He said, "I want to play. I love our game, but I know we need to get this CBA right. Instead of bargaining in good faith, MLB locked us out. Instead of negotiating a fair deal, Rob canceled game." Players stand together for our game, for our fans, and for every player who comes after us. We owe it to the next generation. Nothing Mike Trout said there is uh, new from any of the players of the union. No, but it was Mike Trout. But it's Mike Trout. Yeah, they got Mike Trout says, to say something. And he never says, well, he, he talks to the media, but he right. never says controversial oh, things ever. He never, never says anything. Like the, one of the biggest uh, critiques of baseball is that the best player in the sport is anonymous right that nobody knows who mike trout is and that's like one like other every, than he's an incredible player right but like uh, compared to basketball compared to football we, we know who the best players are we see lebron right. james tom brady whoever it is Aaron all Rogers. the time mike trout is essentially anonymous and the lockout got mike trout to speak yeah. and say something which says a lot and i don't know that it carries any weight towards getting a deal done but i think it does say a lot as to where the players are and for mike trout to come out and say Listen, I want to play, but we've got to get this right. For those to come. Yeah. We might need to buckle up yeah. for a while. Yeah. Are we getting a 60-game season again? Oh, what a disaster. I mean, if I have to throw that remote for only 60 games, <laughs> it's going well, bad at my Here's house. the problem about a 60-game season. The games matter so much more. Yeah. So that remote gets thrown harder. If they, yeah, they, they like if it's a sixty-game season and they start out two and eight. Yeah. I'm chucking that thing everywhere. I might hit someone in the house. I mean, the, when they did the sixty-game season, the Astros were below five hundred, right? They were terrible. Right. Then they went to the ALCS, but they were terrible. Had they not expanded the playoffs, the Astros would not have made right. the playoffs. And because you can, I mean, you can have a bad sixty-game stretch in the middle sure. of the season and and still make the playoffs and yeah. still be fine so, if it's a regular season. Yeah, but if, if we get sixty games and they don't expand the playoffs this year, and oh, nightmare, you're gonna miss the playoffs because you had one bad week. Wow, sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry, sorry. 
the Seattle Seahawks plan to keep Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll said yesterday, we have no intention of making any move there. According to quarter, uh, about the quarterback. Pete's position. in his 70s. He wants to win. He is old too, right? He's he doesn't. He's he doesn't, like 70 years old. He doesn't right? seem. He no, seems like a not young when you coach, see him. He's right. 60s maybe. You yeah. look at him and you see he's running up and down the sideline right. and. He doesn't look 70, right. but he's also probably saying, I'm 70 and I want to win, and I'm not going to trade this guy away because he gives us the best chance. I'm drafting this Kenny Pickett guy right, with exactly. his tiny I'd hands. Stay around for that guy. going to drop all the footballs here. Um, here's the part about the Seahawks, though. Sure, Pete Carroll's old and, and doesn't want to rebuild. Even if they have Russell Wilson back, are they the fourth yeah. best team in that division? Well, I don't know what's happening with Kyler Murray. That's a good point. What's yes. happening with him? I mean, even though the head coach and GM got extended for whatever reason, six years. Which is so funny, by the way. Which Kyler Murray's like, I need an extension. You know, we're going to extend your coach first. Yeah, until 2027. (laughs) The NFC West is good, right? Obviously, you have the Rams who won the Super Bowl. The 49ers were in the NFC title game. And I think they're going to be better next year because I think Trey Lance is going to give them more than Jimmy Garoppolo gave them. And then you have the Cardinals, who were the last undefeated team in football. And granted, they fell apart, but it's hard to it's hard to imagine between those three teams more than one of them falling off the face right. of the earth, right? Like I think, right. I think it's a very safe bet. Two of those teams are going to the playoffs. Two Which of those means teams what? Are Seattle be very could be good. the third best team. Like that I, th- is that best case scenario? Probably. I guess it depends on if like, Trey Lance is good. Is like right. you said, if Trey Lance is good. I guess it depends on what do you think of Russell Wilson right now. He came back and played hurt last year, was not very good the second half of the season, but he was good in the first half or before he got his injury. I guess it's what do you think of Russell Wilson right now? Is he good enough to carry a below average roster to a playoff spot? Or is Russell Wilson a good, but has he basically fallen back to the Derek Carr category of you've got to have a really good roster around him to just be a playoff team? That's that that'll determine what you think the Seattle Seahawks do this year. And I don't know what to think because Russell Wilson, I mean, again, it wasn't that long ago where he was awesome for the first whatever 33, it was, four or five weeks. Season. Yeah, he's not exactly old. Right. But the last thing we saw him playing injured or coming back from an injury, he just he just wasn't right. that guy. And if that's what you get, the Seahawks are doomed. Like Seahawks are not going to be good. And even if he is that guy. What's their ceiling? It's probably not a uh, division championship. It's probably not a Super Bowl. And it's, I think Seattle, I think the Seattle Seahawks would be better off trading Moving on from Wilson. it? Like, I think it's much different than Rodgers and the Packers because I think Rodgers and Green Bay, that's a Super Bowl contender. Wilson in Seattle, I, I don't see that as a Super Bowl contender. I just don't know if he wants to, like you, like we were saying, I don't know if Carroll wants to start right. over. Exactly. At his point. Yeah. At this when point, you're just, this old, no, he, you're not. He doesn't want to say, hey, I've got... I want to coach three or four more years and try to bring a kid right. along. It's one thing for, you know, um, Shanahan in, in San Francisco to be like, yeah, we're going to go with Trey Lance. Right. right. Cause right. Shanahan's a young guy. He's going to be coaching for coaching a long time. 15, presumably. 20 years. Pete Carroll, you might be like, how long is Russell Wilson's contract? That's how right. long I'm staying. Right. In exactly. And then see you later. Oh, Next question. Standing in your corner. Next question. Lights FC won a preseason game yesterday. They played a preseason game. They did. Don't nobody knew about Ooh. it until Orange County started tweeting about it. But they beat did Orange you know? County. No, not until they started tweeting about it. I mean, they did send out their preseason schedule. They're all closed to the fans or whatever. So it's not like you can go watch. But no, and it was like it was Wednesday, and like they played at like two p.m. Like it was middle of the day game. <laughs> 
So, but it wasn't open to fans. So whatever, play whenever you want. But yeah, they beat Orange County SC in the preseason, three nothing. Got to get excited about that. It's going to be a great. You should be year. really excited. You're a season ticket holder. I am. This should get you jazzed up. They play their first uh, game is in nine days. They're Real on the, game on the road. Yeah, on the road against New Mexico. Their first home game is March 19th against Phoenix Rising, who uh, is always the good. Good team, right? Yeah, they're always good. I I'm not going to pretend like I kept up with the off season. Maybe they lost all their good players, but. They've normally, also been one of the better ones. Normally, they're the they're like the best team in the West on a regular basis. So yeah, Lights FC, they're coming back, and they got to they always coming do well. back. They always do well. Well, we thought they might not exist. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, in that sense, I yeah. thought you meant coming back like they had been to the playoffs and then fell off, and now they're coming back. Oh no no no, they're just coming back to play the games when we thought okay. they might not actually play the games. And I'm gonna be overly encouraged because they I think they do this every year. They like win a preseason game, and I'm like oh. Here we go. It's <laughs> going to be different. Playoff season. 3-24-7 and seven is their <laughs> final record. Coming up next, let's jump into the Golden Knights as they take on the Boston Bruins tonight. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Coming up in a few minutes, we are going to have tickets to give away to the uh, Pac-12 basketball tournament and a little bit later, Tickets to the ACMs coming to Las Vegas. But right now, Golden Knights taking on the Boston Bruins tonight. Uh, Boston, by the way, Boston, currently a wild card team. They're the fourth best team yeah. in their division behind Tampa, Florida, and Toronto. Pretty now, good division. Yeah, it's not the Pacific division where <laughs> the, the LA Kings no. have snuck their way into second. It's a, it's a good division, but the Boston Bruins not having the, you know, top of the league, top of the division type season that they've had a few times now uh, in the East. Uh, but here's here's a question I have for you, sort of roster building, front office assessment on the Golden Knights. They have gone out since year one happened where this collection of expansion picks and just randomly thrown together pieces has an excellent regular season, loses the Stanley Cup final, right? It's a unbelievable season. Nobody really saw it coming. The front office was tanking like three months into the year until they finally decided to go for it. Like unbelievable first year. And since then, George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon have basically acquired or attempted to acquire superstars, right? They have gone out and been like, all right, the expansion draft gave us a nice base, but we need to go build a team with star players to actually win, right? Yeah, they've gone, exactly. out, yeah, they've gone out each time March and gotten Stone. big star star names. Alex Petrangelo, Jack, like they've they've done it over and over. And here's sort of my question for you. Do you believe that the Golden Knights have a top five center, Jack Eichel, a top five winger, Mark Stone, a top five defenseman, Alex Petrangelo, and a top five goalie, Robin Leonard? I don't think any of those are top five in the NHL. I don't either is maybe Mark no, it's Stone. Un, it's but, unfair to, I don't know if it's unfair, but let's see in a month where Jack I, Eichel exactly. is because that we have no idea where absolutely. he's going to be. So, but, and why I bring that up is because when they got Alex Petrangelo, they talked about how top level defensemen, right? This is one of the best in the league. When they got Jack Eichel, same conversation. This is a centerman who's as bad, as good as any other center in the league, basically, right? Those are the types of players they have gone after. And I think they're, like me interpreting what they've done, they wanted to get a top five guy at all four positions, right? Well, and then go win a Stanley Cup because they have a good, you know, base in place. So 
I guess the question is, have they actually done that? Or did they, did they fail at that? Like, did they fail at building a team of a superstar at every position? I think at the, I think at the point they signed them, perhaps not of all those, this might surprise you because again, we don't know what Eichel is going to become of all those. The most, I think internally they would be surprised at is Alex Petrangelo. I mean, we heard elite, elite, one of the best in the world. DeBoer must have said one of the best in the world like a hundred times <laughs> when I'd ask him about Alex Petrangelo. Yes. And maybe he is, but maybe there's more than five bests in the world. You know what I mean? Or maybe maybe there's ten, one of the. Because when you say one of, what does that mean? I mean it's it like be, it's like when we say he's a top ten like yeah, NBA what that, player. What does that mean? There's like twenty top ten. And there's NBA twenty top players. ten NBA players. I think they'd be because I don't think Alex Petrangelo has proven himself to be top five at his position no. in the league. Robin Leonard certainly hasn't. Uh, Jack Eichel, we don't know, and I don't think Mark Stone has either. He's. Is he close? Probably close when he's healthy. He just doesn't have the goal scoring that you would associate right. with a top five guy. He uh, he has pretty much always had like the 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 Corsi, the expected goals when he's on the ice. His team is basically always great when he's out there, but he's just not the one that's producing the goals that you normally associate with. Oh, that guy's one of the five best at his position. Petrangelo. Okay, and here here's the interesting part. Petrangelo's been a good player for the Golden Knights, right? Good. Like, he's been good. Right. So it's not like Petrangelo has been bad. It's not like Petrangelo has been awful. And they've asked him to do a lot. There have been a lot of games where it's like, oh, he doesn't come off the ice. But he hasn't been the best defenseman in the NHL. He hasn't been the third best defenseman in the NHL since he's been here. He hasn't been a Norris caliber defenseman since he's been here. And I feel like that's what they were attempting to get when they acquired him. And I think the same is true of Mark Stone. And I think the same is true of Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel. And sure. Robin Leonard, I don't, maybe we don't throw Robin Leonard into that because I don't know that they, I don't think they ever said Robin Leonard, you know, oh, this guy, best goalie in the world. No. But I don't know if that when they got him, they'd expect him to beat the guy out who was ahead of him. Yeah. But it's still, I think, in the same general conversation that they went out of their way to acquire a, what they were trying or hoping was a top five guy at every position and that that was going to be their path to a Stanley Cup. And I don't know that they have those. Now, here's an interesting sort of stat for you. Top 32 paid players. There's 32 teams in the league. So conceivably, every team should have one of the top 32 paid players if everything was even. It's not even. The Golden Knights are one of three teams that have three players that are among the top 32 highest paid in the game. They have three, Eichel, Stone, and Petrangelo. Toronto has three. And by the way, Toronto has three in the top seven, (laughs) which seems impossible. Tampa also has three in the top 32. If you extended it to 34, Dallas would make it as well. But top 32 all make more than eight and a half per season. I think the Golden Knights, their game plan, because then they gave these guys the contracts too. Right. Their game plan was we're going to get a top five guy at every, at position, every position. And that's going to be the key. I don't think they have it, but I don't know that they need them all to be top five. It also doesn't mean they still can't win the Stanley Cup. Right, to win the Stanley Cup. I still think they can do it. Because ultimately, like we talk about with Petrangelo, yes, he's not one of the top defensemen in the league anymore. He's still good, yeah. right? If Jack Eichel comes back as 85% of very Jack good. Eichel, he's not going to be one right. of the top five centers. But he'll be but very he's still good. good. If Mark Stone, I guess we got to talk about him coming back from injury. But if Mark Stone comes back, and if Mark, even if Mark Stone is just Mark Stone, probably not one of the top five wingers. I don't think Robin Leonard could ever get to the top good. five. It's, I just it's interesting. I'm not saying he's not good. He had a couple of years where, like, if you went by, like, um, Goal saved above average. He was like third in the league for like a two-year stretch. Golden Knights got him. They didn't play as much, right? There, was, there wasn't there was as much uh, playing time and ultimately as good a numbers that he put up. 
Uh, but I think you're right. He's probably not going to be top five. But if you got f- if you got four and say three of them were top five, then and you missed on one, you'd be fine with it. That'd be perfectly good. But I don't know that they got any of them. I'm curious to see roster wise if they are good enough to win it because I don't know that they have the same top end talent as Colorado. I don't know that they have the same top Tampa. end talent if they get there as Tampa. But you don't always have to have that in the NHL, right? right? You you it. Hockey is a sport where a lot of times your worst player is as important as who your best player is, right? If your worst line, if your worst defensive pair is better than the other team's worst line and defensive pair, then it doesn't matter. You might win the game because of that, because hockey's a sport. It's not basketball where the best players are on the floor for 40 of the 48 minutes, right? We talk about Petrangelo. He's when he has a big 21, 22 minutes. He's yeah. He's not even out there for half the game or whatever it is. So that's sort of the interesting part about the sport is you have your bad players, your worst players. They play half the game. Yeah. And if they're if they're better than the other team's bad players, you might dominate for half the game, and that might be the reason you win. So if they're not top five, if you extend it to top seven, do any of those make it? Or would you have to go to possibly even top ten? I think you have to go to top ten. It's my opinion. Probably. Like we said, we'll see with Eichel because – what what is it? Four games, five games that he's played, or whatever it is. Yeah, like, no, you can't with whatever. that surgery. And, he's, you just, and he's not even. It's Dadanov and Stevenson that he's playing with. Yeah, he's playing like, with a guy who's no good, <laughs> and a guy who was a center who's now a wing. Who's 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 a good player in Stevenson, but so we'll see. The other but, guy's not very good. Petrangelo probably not top five, probably not top ten. Stone when he's completely healthy. It's probably top seven might be right for Stone. He, I mean, he's right there because I mean, D- Mark Stone is probably one of the best overall like defensive wingers in the game. Yeah. The other problem with Stone being top five is he's slow. Like he has got to be the best slow player in the league. Yes. Like if if there's the last player you want to have a breakaway on the Golden Knights is Mark Stone. It's Mark Stone because he's gonna get caught. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is not ideal, but he's very good. He'll take the puck from you and get it to somebody else that is fast like Chandler Stevenson, and they'll be good to go. So I'm curious to see roster-wise if they're going to be good enough. And simply, if if they if they get fully healthy, their third line should be better than almost every everybody else's third sure. line that they put out there. The problem is, is they're never going to be fully healthy. Like we They are, never are. Like they haven't been the We haven't even mentioned season. Pacioretty. Right, and that's, that's another one who, granted, he's not paid in that $8.5 no. million like the other guys are. Seven, but... Not quite. But they as much. need him, right? And they need him to be a goal scorer, especially when you consider the reason they've lost in the postseason for the most part can't score has been goal scoring, and they need Pacioretty or Jack Eichel or somebody if they go through that stretch to just you got to pull them out of it. You got to Jack Eichel keep the puck on your stick for 15 seconds to score a goal. Like it's you just got to do that sometimes so that they can beat Thatcher Demko of all people or whoever the hell the random goalie is that shuts them out two games in a row. All right, coming up next. Darren Millard joins the show. Moose, you just keep on moosing. This doesn't concern you. Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK Update with Darren Millsy Millard. Darren, how are you, Millsy? What's going on, Maroon? Oh, very excited to talk to you. Always excited to talk to Millsy over here. How are you? Are you doing good? I'm doing great. Okay. Having a great week. Yeah, oh, it's been oh, a great did. week. Yeah, you uh, you were the goalie at practice doing some flurry uh, wind saves, the windmill. <laughs> the, yeah, I, I think it was a windmill, wasn't it? It was uh, It was a slash uh, butterfly, pat yeah. back, uh, rollover, 
I like to throw that in every now and then. The guys get a kick out of it. Who did you uh, Who did you stop on that? I just saw the uh, tape of you stopping. You stopped Eichel. Know. Wow. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. This guy's not very good no, yet. No, no, Eichel is at the other end. Oh, uh, who, who who was it? Who was it? I actually don't know. Um, I have no idea who it was on that play. I was having some fun with Dick Waugh that day. Dick Waugh here. We were, we were having some fun, but uh, but I don't know who it was on that play. Oh, looks Come great. Come on. Get your memory in order. Let's get it together. If you look at the clip, I'm, I'm not exactly looking at the player. That's <laughs> <laughs> how all great saves are made. Yeah. <laughs> do you play in, uh, you do play in leagues, right? Yep. Yep. How every, every, uh, every now and then here, we just kind of started a, uh, a, a playing in a league with all the, uh, the facility guys, uh, the Zam, uh, people, uh, city national arena. So yeah, we have, we have some fun, but, uh, uh, most time is just like fooling around with practice with guys. All right. All right. All right. Here's an important question for you. If the Golden Knights could play the Sharks the rest of the season, would they win the Pacific? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll one up you on that. If the Golden Knights play the Sharks the rest of the year, Keegan Colasar would score 50 goals. <laughs> <laughs> because he's got three of his nine goals in his career from against the San Jose Sharks, and he just missed the better at the end. He did. Uh, oh, he blew it. That's right. So uh, so it, uh, there's there's something going on with, with Keegan, and that was a beautiful goal uh, that he scored the other night. But uh, uh, you're getting to the 11th straight uh, wins head-to-head. Yeah. Bizarre. Like, really, really, really bizarre. And, and this is a league where you saw it last week. Arizona stepped up and, uh, and surprised Vegas. And uh, last night, uh, the Buffalo Sabres beat the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, in Toronto. Uh, if, if you're not totally dialed in, it, the parity in this league is, is something that, that, that the uh, lower-end teams can, can beat you. So 11th straight is, is absolutely weird. Yeah, that's almost, I don't, I'm not going to say impossible, but you don't hear those kind of streaks no. in hockey, right? I mean, you don't, you don't no, hear them. Not in hockey, no, no. And, and points in 16 straight, uh, it's, it's surreal. And uh, uh, Pete was kind of, he was on the other side of that to start, uh, 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 I believe. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really different uh, how, how the domination between those two franchises in the regular season. It's, uh, it, it'll, end, it'll end up costing San Jose the playoff spot. Um, how do you feel about uh, Robin Leonard post game taking some shots at Frank Saravalli? I love this Robin Leonard guy. He needs to take more shots at people. Well, if it's if the the details of the injury and it was a pretty strong report that that's I think where where Robin Leonard yeah. uh, is is upset and like Robin Leonard uh, is, is taking over from uh, a legend. Uh, that's a challenge. Like, does he need anything to, to really, uh, uh, else to, to get over? Does he need to be jumping over boulders, uh, on top of the, the, the steep climb? No. And, uh, and yeah, I don't, uh, I, I don't blame him. That, that, that was a significant, uh, report and, uh, and a very, um, uh, definitive report. Like there wasn't a lot of, uh, wiggle room in that. It didn't say that he was, he was, uh, looking for uh, like a second opinion on on uh, an injury that was nagging him. Uh, like it was, it was pretty. Um, uh, there was no gray area. So uh, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind uh, Robin Leonard because and and at the end, Robin Leonard was right. So uh, 
that 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 gives him the uh, the opportunity to make the statement. I can't believe Alan Walsh continues to have these things put out there. It's just it's, uh, uh, it's absolutely I, amazing <laughs> that he continues to have these things leaked out there. It's well, I would. Uh, there's a, there's a connection there. Yes. Let's just say. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a and 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 that's the frustration for Robin Leonard. Is, I think it's a frustration is, for the entire Knights organization. <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. <laughs> and so does 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 Robin Leonard need to be dealing with with that kind of uh, stuff that's uh, that's going on behind the scenes? No. So uh, I don't I don't blame him one single bit that uh, that that's that's where uh, the likelihood of that that report came from, and and then he's got to follow up and and deal with it. So uh, and with the pressure and and then just uh, different. Uh, who needs to deal with other stuff when there's there's real life going on? Uh, yeah, I, I, I it's and and um, I'm disappointed in, in Frank to a certain point. And he's been right on a couple of things uh, when it comes to the BGK. Uh, he he has been, but uh, but that one certainly was not uh, not anywhere near on the money. All right, you got to help Ed and I out here. Uh, Chris Johnson reported that Mark Andre Fleury is likely to stay put in Chicago, and that Kyle Davidson, the new GM, is going to honor. The promise made by the previous GM to not trade Flurry unless Flurry signs off on it. Um, I am blaming Mark Andre Flurry's kids, and I think this is a good evidence to never have children because you might not be able to win a Stanley Cup if you do. Well, he's already won a Stanley Cup, though. But you can win another one. You, what, you think Tom Brady's like? Oh, I already won one Super Bowl. Might as well call it a career because I got kids. Yeah. I, um... You know, as as I got older and and started having kids, I started realizing uh, that there, there is something yeah. there. He's right on my side. They're like four. He's right they on my don't side. Even no, know what city no, that in. that kid's school president of her kindergarten class. Cool. She can't leave. She she can't <laughs> yeah. leave. No, no, I'm I'm with you on this. He he's it's priorities for him, and he doesn't want to take you know the family to Edmonton. Now they're in Chicago, then or wherever he would go. Well, it's it's a month and a half after the trade deadline. And then if you do go deep, you're two months there. That's a long time. And I know you're playing every day and, and so forth, but that's, that's a long time uh, to be, uh, to be uh, away from your kids. And I, I give guys credit. Uh, It'll be the summer. They can it. come see him. Uh, the, listen. He's not, he's not going to change his mind on this. He, he, he obviously is not a person that needs to have children at Darren, any point. Darren. At any point. Yeah. Name. No. What was the name of your kindergarten teacher? Uh, Mrs. Rice. You are so full of it. You do not remember your kindergarten. <laughs> no, I, I believe him there because Rice is something. If she, if he said like Jones yeah. or something, because he guessed it'd be one thing. But Rice, you're not no. coming up with that on two yeah, seconds. You're not pulling no, that you're not out of Rice in two seconds. No. Ed, came to her school. No, Ed. Who was your kindergarten teacher? Mrs. Jones. I don't no? believe you. <laughs> well, you, you should. Guys are so you should because I just completely made that so up. So full of it. His kids are not going to have any idea they're even in Chicago right now. Just go to Edmonton. It'll be fine. They don't have well, to go to kindergarten for a month and a half. They'll be fine. I, I don't even think that that kindergartens the are uh, that Edmonton's the the biggest contender for them. Uh, I would throw up Minnesota, and I have thrown up Minnesota. And I throw out Washington as 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 the two destinations uh, for Mark Andre Fleury, and I, I still like, even though uh, it sounds like he won't go anywhere. Let's see what happens by March twenty first. And there's an opportunity. Uh, people can talk to people, and if it's if it's Washington and it's 
somewhat closer. There might be uh, a way to work it uh, with that regard uh, that he can he can pop home for a few days in between sub games. I, I don't know. There's there's ways to, to work it. So I'm not closing the door completely on on, on Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah. Because at some point it'll be like, hey, a Stanley Cup for kids. By the way, if I if I was like grew up and was like, oh, when I was four, my dad didn't get traded because he didn't want me to get pulled out of kindergarten. I'd feel so guilty that I robbed him of going to the playoffs again. I'd be like, what are you doing, Dad? I don't remember anything from when I was four. You could have taken I'm, me to to Alaska, and I wouldn't have known the difference. I moved my kids in the middle of the year and it wasn't the fun experience for them. So I I'm, I'm right there with, uh, with, with, with Mark Andre. Like, well, how would you feel if one of your chickens, you had to take them and move them to a different place Yeah, and have them like just start racing all over again. Like that, that wouldn't be, are we racing in the playoffs? Is this like the peak of chicken <laughs> racing? Then yes, let's do it. You I wish you were in the playoffs with chicken. your chicken. I do wish I was in the playoff with my chickens. My chickens suck right now. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> and if I could move to Edmonton and suddenly they'd be good, I'd do it. <laughs> the girlfriend would pack his bags in a second and send him on his way. <sighs> Dumb. Yeah. Yeah, don't have a family. That's the key here. Just don't have kids, and you, you don't have to get robbed of this. Which, by the way, the other person that I'm mad at here, what is Kyle Davidson doing? Why are you honoring somebody else's promise to Marc-Andre Fleury? Trade the guy and get whatever pick or prospect you're getting back so you can be better in a couple of years. Well, the uh, the, the part of that is just being a good human being. No, ridiculous. Yes. So I think that uh, you know, he didn't we didn't get hired to be a good human being. He got hired to be a good GM. We were uh, we were we were going back and forth. We back to back stories uh, on the Insider Show uh, on, during the one timer segment. Kyle Davidson, thirty three year old, uh, promoted to full time general manager. The next story was David Poyle trying to uh, re sign Philip Forsberg in Nashville, and we can, uh, came uh, to the uh, factual conclusion that David Poyle has been a general manager in the National Hockey League longer than Kyle Davidson has been alive. That's the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> those, those are two very different stories. But I, I think Kyle Davidson is, I mean, his first time ever doing this. Uh, I, I think to jump in and start uh, start uh, going against wishes of, of veteran players who had promises made to them, would be uh, a, a bad start, especially karma-wise, would be a very bad start. Well, other than the fact that GM didn't promise Fleury anything, this is Alan Walsh t- telling Kyle Davidson he did, and Frank Cervelli yeah. reporting it, and all of a sudden they, Kyle Davidson's believing. He's like, oh, my God, i I got to honor this thing, and uh, it never happened in the beginning because Cervelli and uh, Walsh got their heads together, which I think happens it often. Uh, yeah, you, you know what? Um, this is another example where Ed and I, are really good buddies because we are right uh, on the same page with this whole uh, conspiracy theory yes. behind uh, behind the scenes yep. of, of a lot of this stuff. It's uh, it's 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 really. Here's the thing: like the uh, the, the media, it's it's disappointing on that part that that you align yourself so so much with with one person, and I don't, it, it could be a manager, it could be an agent, it could be a player. But uh, to be that aligned with somebody uh, uh, in in what I believe to be this case is is really it's it's disappointing. 
Might be Mark Andre Fleury's kids leaking out all the news too. That might be the problem. Yeah, kindergarten might be the issue. Well, uh, telling Mrs. Uh, uh, telling Mrs. Rice yeah, we're not going. We're not yeah. going anywhere. Mrs. Rice is this, the leak. We found <laughs> yeah, it. That's right. All right. This situation feels like kindergarten a little bit. Yeah. Get out of here, Darren. Stop Thanks, using Darren. two mics on the VGK Insider Show. Do I? Well, I never know. Do we? The producers switch off and they each want another mic. So I, I don't know. Do I have to put my little chair back in the uh, in the stacking? Uh, uh, side of the room with the kindergarten room. Yes, you know, yes, back yes. Chair. And yes. put okay. put your backpack in your cubby when you get into class. Keep it, keep it <laughs> oh, nice somebody's got some strong memories. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't remember any of it at all. Not not a chance. <laughs> Could not tell you who my kindergarten teacher was. I don't even know what state I was in when I was in kindergarten because it didn't matter because I was four. <laughs> It's irrelevant. He's Darren Millard. Thanks, Darren. Thank you, Darren. Bye, guys. Thank you. All right. Here we go. We got tickets to the Pac-12 Men's Basketball Tournament. This is for the session on March 9th, starting at noon. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100 if you want to go out to the Pac-12 Basketball Tournament on March 9th. 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number nine. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. You want a fun story here? I'm looking at it. Nick Sirani, Eagles head coach at the combine, brought a basketball hoop to the combine and had players shoot free throws when they got their chance to interview them. Um, Part of me hopes that he's actually taking it seriously and like tracking free throw percentage. Tracking free, he's got a guy that he's got yeah. one of you like in the corner with like right. a notepad, like tracking the percentages. Right. And is like, all right, well, he was high on our draft board, but he just went two of five from the free throw line. So we are dropping him drastically. Here's the, here's my question though about this is how many football players have a competent jump shot? Oh, I think a lot of them do. do. You? Okay. I, I think there's probably, if you get to that level, well, a lot were two-sport athletes, I would think, in high school. I would think so, too. And football, basketball is probably the main yes. crossover. Yes. The reason I ask is because UNLV basketball put out a video um, from before the season started. They went out to UNLV's baseball field and were just like, you know, Stan Stolte uh, talked to the players or whatever, and then they just like, through some batting practice to him to see who could hit. They, could hit. they were terrible. Ter- horrible. They cannot hit the ball. It's and, not a good crossover. Right. And baseball is a very, like, uh, technique-driven sport. Right. right. You've got to know how to do it. You can't just, like, pick up a baseball bat and be like, yep, I'm going to hit this pitch coming, whatever, 70 miles an hour. I don't think it was 70 for them. But, like, I'm curious how many guys, like, Nick Strain's like, yeah, I got a basketball hoop here. And how many guys walk in there like, I never shot a basketball before. Oh, uh, I don't think there's many. Not many? Okay. No, I don't think there's Most many. of them have a I competent I think most of them have shot. a competent, okay. especially as a free throw shooter. Okay. Yeah, I think most of them would be able to. I don't know how good, because he said it was, he challenges them. So, for all we know, Nick Sirianni is, like, this incredible basketball player. I was going like, to say, do you think him. he's just, I like. I think he's really good. Is he just, like, I can make 95% of my free throws, and I just want to show yeah. off to people. I think he's probably <laughs> really good. It takes him, you know what, to bring the hoop with you in the first place. So, if you're going to the trouble of telling your minions, hey, get me a hoop and bring it down with us, you're probably pretty good. I will say, I if I was a player. I don't know how much they actually say no to interviews, but I would be like, ooh, I want to go interview with the Eagles now. 
I just want to go shoot. Oh, you want to go shoot, go shoot yeah. a basketball for exactly. a few minutes? And sure, what do you want to ask me about? Jalen Hurts' spiral? I don't care. I'm just here to shoot some basketball. Couple receivers, Josh McDaniels. We want to talk to you. I, I really can't. I'm, I'm headed over to Philly. The Philly hoop booth. with the Raiders. What do you got over here? You got <laughs> like, nothing over here. It's like a job fair. And yeah, you're going like, to the one that's got the the little <laughs> pop shot thing. Be like, well, who are you hiring for? I don't care. I'm just trying to shoot the basketball here. It's great. It's phenomenal work. And I think we need. Assuming Nick, Siron, Nick Sirianni is not taking it seriously, like assuming we don't find out that they didn't draft yeah, a guy because, because he was 0 for 7, should have seen his free throw yeah. form or whatever, like that'd be great. The other part of this, you walk up there, you shoot it granny style. Oh, that helping you out or hurting you out? No, that's not competitive because he said he wants to see their competitive nature. Okay. So that's kind of given up a little there for your competitive nature to f- shoot a granny style. But if you walked up and you and he was like, and you shoot a granny style, and he's like, what was that? And you're like, listen, the angle of the granny style shot makes it more probable that it goes in because that's legitimate. That's a real thing. Uh, the berries did that. Right. If you practice it, you're going to make more free throws shooting granny style than you are shooting normally. Like that's it. It's geometry, right? It's going to go in more often than not. If you explain that to Nick Sirianni, does he sit back and say, "Ooh, I like this guy? Because if you explain that to me, I'd be like, I like uh, this guy. Do you want the guy thinking that much? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I, I do. want my guys. Thinking. I want the guys just to be able to football player and not be out there overthinking. overthinking. No, I want them. You start overthinking stuff. You get hurt. You're, you're a step behind. You're like, no, wait a minute. If this guy runs this route and all of a sudden the guy Hunter Renfro's <laughs> behind you and you're like, what the hell happened? Where'd Hunter Renfro go? No, I want guys thinking. I want them being like, all right. I when guess it depends on well when Hunter Renfro like position doesn't it does a Russian need to think yes he just needs to go when's the screen pass needs coming to go. you got to read it you got to know uh, got to drop off I think there's certain positions I don't want thinking you gotta, now if it's a quarterback and he goes zero for nine and doesn't shoot a granny style then I'm a little worried about no him. you got to know if you're a defensive end you got to know that quarterback's got little tiny hands so I need to be raking <laughs> at the forearm so that it so that he drops the ball that's what you need to do here's the thing I want my corner. Sitting out there. Oh, here comes Hunter Renfro. Oh, I can't stay with this guy's 17 double moves before he breaks it. I'm just going to step on his ankle, and now he can't move. That's the thinking part Solve of it. the problem. You got you to come up with outside-the-box solutions. I can't cover this guy. So the granny style is your outside-the-box solution. Right. It's like, yeah, I can't shoot it regularly, but if you give me granny style, I'm going to rack up the high percentage here on the free throw line. I'm going to figure this out. And if you if that guy can come up on the fly a way to cover Hunter Renfro, I'm a little mean by taking out Hunter Renfro's <laughs> ankle. Ugh. Especially little, Hunter Renfro. He's right. too good a guy. But, you know, you got to come up with something. You can't just let Hunter Renfro run 17 double moves because you can't cover him and your defensive ends can't get to Derek Carr before he finishes him. So I like this. I need thinking guys that are shooting basketball scranny style. <laughs> I'm not I, I might not draft you unless you did shoot at granny style. That might be my rule if I was Nick Sirianni. Granny style only players.